Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 511 of the Drunk Sister Podcast. I'm as always, I'm Tyler. And join me. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? I feel like I ran a relay race today, Tyler. I mean, seriously, between the craziness of work, people being on vacation, having to cover multiple spots, and then on top of that, yesterday after work, I had the crazy thought, hey, you know what? Maybe I should go through and just shovel a bunch of like freaking like rocks and stuff so I can uh, help my mom with her rock garden. <laughs> and I'm like, at like about 30 minutes in, I'm thinking, oh God, I regret everything. Because <laughs> it's like, fun story. My mom loves to do a lot of yard work, right? And she loves to go forth and decorate the front stuff, only she can't physically do it. And so she gets me to do it. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times, you know, it's it's fine, you know, planting some plants here you know putting some weeds there spreading about 40 or 50 bags of mulch there and then i'm not joking either and at that same point she orders like a truck of like this gravel right like uh from like a place and stuff where uh, my sister-in-law works at and uh i watch on my little uh, app on my ring camera app while i'm at work it's like why is there a truck doing on my front in my freaking yard and all of a sudden I just see a dumb gravel like god dang it ma <laughs> uh, but yeah man I spent a better part of yesterday evening shoveling some gravel and stuff and we got some plants in a blue spruce that I had planted over there so like I arranged it all nice and neat to where now we have like this big old rock stuff you know I posted it on Facebook and stuff so it's like oh yeah look good that are, I did see yeah. that yeah, I'd spend like about a good fucking like hour or something just doing that shit, dude. It, let's just say when I woke up this morning, man, I was still kind of sore. And then on top of finishing the crazy week, the crazy day that was Saturday and the whole sales stuff. I mean, yeah, man, it's like I felt like I fucking ran a relay race. But <clears throat> other than that, though, I did have a chance to play some bit of games this week. And I actually nice. did return back to Destiny 2 for a little bit. So Nerd. now... Other than that, though, other than that, though, you know, it's just the same old, same old type of stuff. How have you been doing, Tyler? Oh, you know me, man. Just clanging and banging as always. Uh, I, I got to ask, though, you in this rock garden of yours, did you find any rock rock lobsters? No. <laughs> rock lobsters. Were you at a well, beach? No. Did you have matching towels? <laughs> did anybody go under a dock? There are no docks around my general vicinity. Okay, are you sure it wasn't a rock, but a rock lobster? Well, I'm, I'm not really sure, pro- Tyler. I still got to dig through like about a mountain's worth of gravel here. So, Well, you I'll let, let you me know. know. You let me know. I'm really <laughs> proud of myself for getting through that. I'm like, I don't know if I remember the, the lyrics to Rock Lobster, but thanks to Donkey Konga, I do. Uh, <laughs> all, all these years later, Donkey Konga is just coming in to, to save my ass. Um but uh, no, I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, just like I said, clinging and banging. Uh, been another long week, but hey, we got a long weekend, so that's nice. Um, we the uh, Iowa Hawkeyes p- played their first game today. Yeah. Um, I oddly enough, I had like zero interest in watching the game. Uh, for the first time, I, la- I remember I, my mom called me today. My mom, usually they call me. Uh, my mom usually calls me like on the weekend, usually like once if I, especially if I don't go over there over the course of the weekend. Right. Um. And just call me and just bullshit and catch up. Just, you know, check on each other. And um, I was talking to my mom. She was asked about the game. I'm like, it's weird. Like, I remember last week. This time, I remember talking about this on the podcast. Yeah. Where the first, like, two or three weeks of the season, every Saturday, 
I would get such bad anxiety that I would give myself and sorry to be a little gross here diarrhea. Like I would be running in and out of the bathroom. That's how much anxiety I'd get during the hot from before, during and during the Hawkeye games. Um, and this year I'm like, I, the only anxiety I have is the fact that I had to fucking watch this goddamn game. Um, not cause, and, and it's uh, last year. Uh, so there's a podcaster uh, or he was way, he was a radio guy and a TV guy for, for years, but he covered, he's been covering the Hawkeyes yeah. for longer than I've been alive. Uh, name's John Miller. Uh, I've been listening, but I've been listening to him since I was like seventh grade. So like 12, 13 years old. So we're 20 years now. I've listened to him and now he does a podcast. Um, and he did his, uh, podcast on, uh, did a podcast on Friday. First one he's done since the end of the season last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was interesting. And I was just kind of listening to him cause I always listen to him. And, um, he like all the feelings I couldn't like, like sum up with into words he did for me where he said that like, and he's like, he's in his fifties. So, and he's, he's a hardcore, like he's a press passes. Like he started multiple websites. Like he worked his way up. Yeah, like he like right. he knows football way better than he's way much way a much bigger fan and much more knowledgeable of Iowa guys than I am. And um he summed it up perfectly where he's like last year broke me. <laughs> so like and he's ah. like he's like I'm going to the season. He's like I'm just not really enthused. He's like I I is uh he's like I haven't missed an Iowa game. Uh is like in years. I could not be able to watch him live. Like th- that wasn't like a sh- extreme, like family event, something, right. something huge happened. He's like, he's like, he told me, he's like, he was saying like he has a daughter in high school. Uh, he's one high school, one college. And he was talking about his high school daughter. He's like, she's, she's playing volleyball this year. They play games on Saturdays. Uh, a lot of those Saturday, a lot of those games are going to take place during the, during the Hawkeye games. He's like, and I don't care. I'm not even mad about it. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn. He's so right. It's like, yeah, like, and I'm like, God, he, that's perfect. Like, it, that's what happened last year. It just broke me. And it's like, uh, this, in watching this game, like, I made it like maybe two uh, series in of offense. So I was defense. People don't know. Hawkeyes play like old school football. Um, great defense, really great special teams. Right. And the offense is kind of a nuisance. Like, they hate offense. They just hate playing offense. Like they score points with the defense and I'm not kidding. And I'll tell you how they score points with defense. Cause that's what they did today. Um, but last year, like they've always had like a great offense for Iowa is ranked like in the fifties out of like 120 schools. That's like the best they've done in my lifetime. Like regular, like a really great year for them is to like, is it between 50 and 60 last year? They were second to last. What? They were awful. They and they've been they've been bringing out this quarterback. It's his third year starting, and he's gotten worse every year. They never had great quarterbacks, but it's always been like tall white guys that can kind of move a little bit. That's the thing. Though, um, it's like for their offense, you know, they're more or less known be in recent years because the tight ends they've come to like yes, in the league, yeah, like, say, George, George Kittle. Kittle. TJ Hawkinson, Noah yep. Fant, like yep. they are tight end you. Yeah, that's what they're called because they have like they have really great tight ends, but they don't fucking. If you look at the stats of Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, all these great uh, Tony Moyaki, uh, all these like great 
um, tight ends from Iowa. It's ridiculous when you look at their. They have one of the top tight ends in the country this year, and he's going to maybe catch 40 passes this year and maybe have 400 yards at best. Um, anyways, they're playing South Dakota State, mm-hmm. a di- the division below Iowa. Yeah. So um, they tried out, and they like they've been talking about this new look Iowa offense, okay. which is my bullshit because they play old school. They have a full they have a fullback, they have two tight ends, and then they just line they just like they play one style on offense and defense. You know what it's going to be on defense. It works. They they've led the the nation in turnovers this century. Right. They they, they don't give up big plays. They don't give up a lot of points. And they 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 create a lot of turnovers. Um, they won seven to three today against the team a, a division below them. You want to know really? how all ten points were scored, Gables? You know what? Let me go forth and take a guess here because I did see a photograph that you had posted like through your little messages on Instagram and like fucking yes, they, they were leading five to two at one point, which means five to, to me, three, five like, to three. Oh yeah, five to three, which means. Maybe a field goal and two safeties. Exactly. And you want to know how those you want to know how those field goals were scored, Gables? How? The defense. The defense. All game. Oh, special teams. We have we have an all American punter, the best punter in the country. Right. Tory Taylor. He's an Australian punter. Right. He's amazing. He has been the MVP of this team for the last three years. And I'm not kidding. He's the best player on the team that has several all American players and several players that go into the into the league every year. Okay. Best player on our team. He had eight punts today. Eight. Okay. Seven of the eight landed inside the ten. What? The last one, the very last punt he did with like thirty seconds left, he just punted yeah. it into the end zone. Didn't care. So the seven that mattered, he just punted it and it landed all inside the ten. So that's how they got the two safeties. The wow. two field goals are the two field goals. Iowa threw an interception because their quarterback sucks. They ran it back inside the 30. The The South Dakota State team went three and out, kicked the field goal. That's their three points. So Iowa's offense is responsible for South Dakota State scoring three points. Wow. The three points that Iowa got from a field goal was from a punt return that they took inside the 40. Iowa's offense went three and out, and they kicked the field goal. And on top of that, the Iowa's defense got the ball for them inside the 30 at one point. They went three and out, went backwards, actually. And then the guy missed the field goal. <laughs> so all 10 points, all all seven points Iowa scored are responsible because of defense special teams. All three points are responsible because of the Iowa's offense that South Dakota State scored. Uh, South Dakota State, they're... Uh, I don't know how to explain this. Iowa's offense gave up more points and scored less points than Iowa's defense scored and gave up. Wow. That's never happened before. It's never happened before. This is what I deal with. I can't fucking stand it. When I was listening to John Miller talk about it, he's like, you know, like I love Iowa, but I want to be entertained. And I'm like, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just can't watch this team run on first and second down for two yards. And then on third and seven, third and eight try to pass with an awful quarterback when everybody knows they have to pass and just watch him overthrow somebody or fucking freak out in the pocket and get sacked for no reason <laughs> anyways it, i'm i'm fucking losing my goddamn i raised quit like eight times i like <laughs> i just start like 
I, there's never been a time. This is the first time I can remember where I've been able to watch a game live and just chose not to. Like that wasn't like a blowout. Like where Iowa just wasn't getting blown out or they were blowing. Like I turned the game off, whatever. They're up 30 to nothing in the third quarter or they're down 20 points to like a much better team. I'll just turn it off. But first time I just, I, I, I'm like, fuck this. And I just fast forward to the good shit. And that's, that's what, after halftime, I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. Um, so that was, that's what I did. Um, but Gables, sorry for that tangent, but I had to do it. But this is a video game podcast, actually. I swear. Um, not me bitching about the Iowa Hawkeyes that I'm sure you don't care about. Um, but if you enjoyed that, please like, follow, subscribe. Um, and look down in the show notes. You'll see a link to all of our socials, um, wherever podcasts are at, Apple, Spotify, uh, Twitch, Extra Life, all those places in, the, in there. Please like, follow, subscribe, leave five stars, shares. Shares actually probably help us more than anything. Uh, with your friends, families, whatever. Uh, and uh, like I said, hit that like button, hit those five stars, and you know, hit that, hit that, ring that bell. All the things everybody else does, just do that for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, more you guys do that, more helps us out. It makes us feel good, you know? Click that like button. It's on Gable's junk. Makes him happy. And I want, we want to make Gable's happy because he's got a bit of a temper. He doesn't show it on the podcast. But guys, before the show, he's pretty fucking, look at that face. Look at that face. Look at that face. <laughs> Audio listeners, pull over. You know what? Don't pull over. Keep driving. Stop stop the podcast. If you're listening to the audio, go back to YouTube. Go go to the 13 minute and 15 second mark of this podcast. Look at that face. Look at that face. That guy will murder you if you don't click that fucking like button. He's really happy. He just got a new shirt. He's getting a new shirt coming in the mail. Uh, he's really happy. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Gables is not happy. Oh no, we're gonna talk about it right now. Gables is not happy with me. I bought him a Pitterpot shirt. He's very mad. He's very, he watched me do it too. I screen shared the whole thing. That I am like angry or happy in terms of that purchase, but still. <laughs> yeah, I think what scared him more than anything is for some reason Google saved his address into my Google. So I typed G and his all, all of his information popped up. Uh, <laughs> stuff before, so I think that probably happened during some of those. Stuff. I just don't know why it saved it. It's very weird. I did it through Amazon, though. I don't know. It's whatever. Um, I'm, I, I keep forgetting I, I have your information. I'm going to start sending you where You're going to start getting some weird shit in the mail here soon. Uh, but anyways, like I said, this is a video game podcast. Gables, don't push me. I'll fucking do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, let's, let's talk about some... Uh, there's some gaming events going on next week. So, um, you know, it's, it's not crazy. A lot of rumors, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, hubbub going on this week. But we do have some... Uh, known facts of gaming events on Friday, September 9th. I can't remember the time. I forgot to write it down. I think it's like noon Pacific time. Uh, there is D23. Like they're, they're doing like a big Disney event. They oh, do it every yes. other year. Um, and like they're going to talk about movies. Like all, all things Disney. They're going to announce a bunch of movies. It's like a, almost like a, a con type of thing or like a, um, it's kind of like a, almost like an E3 style thing, but for Disney stuff. Uh, they're going to, so they're doing a Disney slash Marvel um Video game events, first time ever doing that on Friday. And then on Saturday, Ubisoft is having their Ubisoft Forward. Um, that is at, I believe, at noon Pacific time, West Coast, Best Coast. Um, so an odd, a random Saturday one. That's that isn't hilarious, even... though. Friday at noon and then Saturday at noon? Like for freaking yeah. back-to-back days? I'm like, I know both days I'm working during that initial stint though but uh this is either going to be something interesting or something that's uh, i'm going to look back on and just say it's like well i'm glad i worked through that <laughs> yeah um well i when we when we talked about this a while ago a couple weeks ago when they announced the disney thing disney owns avatar 
Yeah, they do. Ubisoft and Disney is also in Star Wars. Yes. Ubisoft is making a Avatar and Star Wars game. So we see this at E3 sometimes. We get that synergy where it's like EA will show Anthem. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, watch the Xbox conference tomorrow for more details. And then, boom, there's more there's more XCOM's event. Right. Or uh, XCOM. Jesus Christ. What the XCOM? XCOM's Xbox. event. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Where'd the XCOM from? I haven't thought about that. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, lose my mind cables. Um, so we see that synergy sometimes. And then also, typically we have a PlayStation showcase. It's usually, It would typically be the 8th. They usually do it before Tokyo Game Show. Uh, which Tokyo Game Show is, I believe, the 15th. So they, oh, but PlayStation likes to do their things on Thursday. So right, I'm wondering right. if if they don't do it this week, and maybe they want to avoid it because of all that shit, or unless they're, they have some corporate synergy going on with, with Disney and Ubisoft, which I doubt, um, that can work together, or it's going to be the week after, which sucks. It all depends, whatever. though. Is Sony going to actually attend Tokyo Game Show? or the, I don't think they're going to be there, no. Um, well, so we got that going on in two weeks. I don't, but I don't think I know Xbox will be there. I know Capcom will be there. Konami said they're going to announce a game there. Um, but it's not that, but uh, it's not going to be Silent Hill, Castlevania, Metal Gear. So nothing that we care about. Right. Um, maybe a concert game, but, um, <laughs> or maybe a new Yu-Gi-Oh game. I don't fucking know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I'll do a, so you said you have to work on set during the Ubisoft one. Yeah. On the Ubisoft one. I do. Okay. Well, I'm just going to do a live reaction, so I didn't know if you are going to be able to join me. I guess. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. Go ahead. Um, just, I'm kind of curious okay. to see your live reaction, though, because that's pretty much what I'm going to be watching after I get home from work. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'll do a live reaction, so check up on the uh, on the, on the YouTube. So if you're not, if you're not watching us at all, you didn't. If, if Gable's face scared you off when you made that murder face, which I don't blame you, please come back, hit that subscribe button, hit the bell, and you'll get a notification. Uh, when when that goes up, because I won't be able to do it live, I guess. I'll but I'll I'll, I'll watch it for myself live, and then I'll post it immediately yeah, afterwards. So it's just so a reaction. Shortly after the event, yeah. So it'll be a reaction, but shortly after the event is over, uh, it'll, it, that will be up on our YouTube channel to watch that. So please, like I said, like follow, hit that bell so you get the notification on it. Um, but yeah, we have that going on, so it should be a fun little week. Um, they did also. Um, we've we've heard all those the leaks and rumors about the Assassin's Creed Mirage game, which is supposed to be set yes. in the Middle East. Uh, and then um, Ubisoft accidentally leaked to themselves, which is fucking hilarious. Um, nobody's nobody's better at leaking Ubisoft information than Ubisoft. Um, yeah, let me tell you. We saw. I think it was like some form. If I'm piecing this together right, and this is from like uh, thing, kind of a little bit of information that I was gathering in that regards. It's like the whole Assassin's Creed Mirage thing. I think I was listening to a little bit of it on like Jeff Grubb's little show. I think about a day or two yeah. ago, where it's Game like S- it was leaked and stuff and then i think by ubisoft and then on the very next day or something they're they just like okay this is this is in fact you know yeah yeah which is funny because they were dmcaing people their leak uh <laughs> for using the photos uh which is fucking hilarious like that you is. leaked it and then you dmca people um so yeah so they, they accidentally leaked it on their like on the ubisoft store i guess um, so, but this has been rumored for a long time. Everybody like Ubisoft is probably the leakiest of the big companies. Mm-hmm. Um, like we know about all their shit. I mean, we, we saw screenshots of Mario plus rabbits yep. like a year before the game was announced. Um, so yeah. Um, but it should be, still should be a pretty decent event. We do know about the Ubisoft though. It sounds like it's supposed to be like uh, a big Assassin's Creed. It's supposed to be the big thing of the show. Uh, cause they also have that Assassin's Creed infinite that they talked about. Right. Um, 
and that we should be getting a better idea of what that's going to be. The Mirage won't be a part of it, but it should. But it, um, that this is like the last thing before the infinite thing happens. So, uh, but I'm excited about this. We see more about Mirage because that's kind of like supposed to take place in kind of the original settings. Um, it has, I think, you're taking you playing as one of the characters from Origin, um, one of the side characters from the game, and it's supposed to be more like the old school. Uh, like the original Assassin's Creed games before, like okay, Origin and so, shit, where it turned into a Witcher game. All right, so not more or less like, say, some of the last couple of iterations, you know, like Odyssey or Valhalla, where it's just basically this huge type of open world type of things, where it's just like multiple yeah. different like things you gotta search out throughout this things, you know, like the slog like that and stuff. Yeah, hundred hour game. But instead, more condensed, sort of like the older Assassin's Creed, like say like one and two, to where it's like, okay, maybe it's like a solid twenty hour experience. Yeah, which is hilarious that like we're at the point now where it's like, man, like Less everybody so sick of these 120 hour games. How do we fix this? Let's just make them what we did before when they were like 20 hours. Oh, okay, yeah, we can do that. Oh, what um, a novel back, concept. What a novel idea. Yeah, even though I like, <laughs> I mean, people like those games, and I, I really yeah. liked Odyssey. Yeah, but they're the type of yearly I games was... and stuff where you could just like, I mean, granted, fans like some of the hardcore Assassin's Creed like fan base and stuff. Yeah, there are. A slew of them that do like that type of style to where it's like all these open world sort of expansive things like an Origins or Odyssey or even Valhalla and stuff where they can just spend an entire year chunking like bits and pieces off of it through like whatever in terms of side missions in terms of this and that, you know. And then there's like some of the other like fan base and stuff, some of the more, you know, like say URI or something that kind of prefer sort of like a more condensed experience to how we initially enjoyed Assassin's Creed, which is like, well, for me, it was Assassin's Creed 2. For you, it's like, the you know a slew of them i mean you were playing this yeah, thing every like, every year that every assassin's out. creed up until origins yeah uh and then i guess odyssey but i liked odyssey um for the non-assassin's creed stuff and yeah so um it was just funny because i was burnt out on that uh towards the end uh now i'm like man just, i've been for years i'm gonna beg him to bring it back so um i don't know the first time it feels like for the first time in a while i'm actually uh <clears throat> really excited for um, Assassin's Creed. Like, what this could be. Like, I'm not, like, Jones in. This isn't going to be like, oh, man, just, like, I'm not, like, hype, but I'm, like, I'm actually, like, I actually care. Um, right. About, even though I, I, I mean, I, I keep buying. I bought Origin. I bought Odyssey. I bought Valhalla. Um, but, like, Origin and Valhalla, I just did not vibe with. Um, and Odyssey, I, I just dug a lot because of the characters and the story more than the game itself. Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm excited though. I don't know how long they're gonna be. Do you, and like, I'm excited about the the Marvel Disney one because it's just like we don't know. We don't we don't have expectations for these things. Ubisoft no, forwards have not been none. blow away, but they've been solid. Um, like they haven't been bad. They haven't been great. Um, you know. Uh, but like we don't have expectations for this Marvel Disney thing. So this could be awesome. Um, and it could just be kind of a waste of time. So we'll have to we'll see. But I'm, I'm I'm definitely I'm excited. We're just Kind of feels like we're having like a kind of like a almost like a an E3, not like on the level, but like a small E3 it's going on. It's incredibly weird. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, um, where the fuck was the shit in June, you know? Um, <laughs> but speaking of events going on, Gables, sounds like we're getting a Nintendo Direct possibly this coming week, but most likely in two weeks. Um, so the week of the would that be the 12th? Look up my... Uh, it would be the 12th, yeah, like on a The Tuesday. 12th through the 16th. Um, so like I said, um, Tokyo Game Show, I believe, starts on the 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So Game Explain actually did. I was I was watching this video they were talking about that. Um, they usually Nintendo has done a direct before Tokyo Game Show, uh, right before Tokyo Game Show every year since 2013. Okay, so um, past seven, seven, eight, nine years. years. Yeah. Uh, typically it's the week before, so in, in normal times it would be the like this coming week, but. Like I said, rumors sounds like it's going to be not this coming week, but the week after. But uh, some rumors have been saying that it could be as early as this coming week, but most right. likely next. Um, yeah. So uh, some of the big stuff coming out of this now, like we talked about this, like last week that there were some rumors of this. Um, Jeff Grubb actually kind of was the first one to kind of talk about this. And um, we hear about there's always ooh, we, people were talking about there's been some rumblings about direct coming soon. He has been he was the one person. Back in May, he said this. And I talked about this on the show when he said this. That back in May, he said that there there's a good chance we won't have the big direct in in June, but instead we'd have a bunch of small like we'd have a bunch of announcements throughout the summer. Yes, which is exactly what we had. We had we had like the uh, uh, Bayonetta got a release date. Um, we've got multiple Pokemon presents. Mm-hmm. We had the partner showcase. Yep. We had the Kirby game announced. Yep. We had all these like random. We had uh, content updates for. Uh, we had the Splatoon one. We had uh, we had multiple we had, what the Splatoon treehouse thing. Um, there was like a live alive uh one as well. Uh, and we had a bunch Xenoblade of con- we had content. One as well that Xenoblade. Yep. Or yep. And then we had uh, we had the Switch Sports update. We had yep. the I meant to write them all down with dates. But basically, he was he said this like, don't expect like the big direct, but expect you know announcements weekly and like um there's youtube that did this actually uh a couple weeks ago i think it might have been might have been game explain as well actually where they said they tell about the summer uh, and they said here's like like one we'd have one or two not huge but like big you know announcements noteworthy announcements every week all summer and that's exactly what we did yeah that's exactly what we had uh so he was the only person that said it and that's exactly what we got we had the partner showcase but uh, that's it wasn't like anything big, um, and he's the one kind of got this one going, and he's been saying that we'll have the Wind Waker Twilight Princess, uh, that dual pack um, that's been rumored for a long time that could be coming soon. Uh, he didn't see the he didn't by soon he wasn't saying this year, but he said I mean it's possible. But he thinks early next year, which I think is interesting, Gables. This could be a whole other discussion that that's coming early next year, and Nintendo likes to have a yearly. Zelda game, mm-hmm. which I, I don't think to do because we can talk about this a little bit later. We can talk about this now. Um, you look at the the schedule for the rest of the year. There's not a lot of room for no. Nintendo stuff. I mean, we have Splatoon next week, yep. next Friday. We have in October. We have Mario Plus Rabbids, and we have Bayonetta. Yep. And I don't remember if I'm forgetting anything. And then in November we have Pokemon. I think there's something else in there too somewhere. All right, so Scarlet and Violet, but yeah, at the same time, yeah, in terms of Nintendo, yeah. I'm really not too sure. I know that there was something in regards to another release that's happening. Yeah, I'm trying to forget some, but like the only the, the only thing I could think of that's like unless they release at the end of this month, because I remember when they announced. Um, no, that's not right. Skyward Sword was announced in, in February and released in July. I was thinking it was June then July. So that's only five months. Yeah, so I think it's going to be early next year. So is Breath of the Wild going to be later than we think? Because they did say spring next year. Maybe they put this out in January, February, and then maybe that comes out in like June or May or April or something. I don't know. Or maybe it's November. 
unless we go forth and speculate that maybe this whole Twilight Princess like uh, Wind Waker compilation or whatever they do with it, you know, could release instead of December, and then all of a sudden that would be yeah, like, released. Uh, given a couple of months, if they are aiming for like a spring, like a late spring sort of release with the Breath of the Wild two, it could be like say in the month of June, you know. Like yeah. right before, like a week or so before summer starts, you know, it's you yeah. can't really rule out that possibility with it because, yeah, coming soon could mean a multiple different things. It could be December of this year. It could be about January or February of next year, like what Grub is suspecting that possibly could be the case, you know. But at the same point, what we're getting what we're getting is like various rumors in regards to what. What may happen with this whole compilation, because like you were saying, Jeff Grubb was just like heavily like uh, just nailing to the point. Yeah, this thing is real. This is going to be coming fairly soon. He's also been saying the same thing in regards to the whole Metroid Prime remake. Yep. As so well. I had him and he's hell bent in thinking that it may release this year. So it's like. Yeah, he he did say um, he was he was expecting. He said he could, when at the time when you talk about the Metroid Prime remaster remake, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. Yeah. Um, he uh he they didn't say this he was told this but he is he was assuming that november because that's the 20th anniversary right, of Metroid prime right. um so he's like he's kind of like not so much doesn't think it's that it's gonna happen he still thinks it's gonna happen but he's like he's but he did mention it could be a 2020 early 2023 game which, well yeah that's possible too i mean let's yeah. think of it this way traditionally over the past couple of years i mean nintendo really hasn't celebrated some of their main series, like major anniversary things. I mean, yeah. look, look, let's look at Legend of Zelda as a good example here. I mean, when that had its anniversary and stuff like that, there was not that much in regards to the celebration. It's Skyward aspect. Sword. It was Skyward Sword. And, and then we have the... Watch. Yeah, I wish I bought that game watch thing. Uh, and then we have the Hyrule controllers. Oh, yeah, the Hyrule um, controllers. But that was the 30th, 5th anniversary. Um, and, then, and that's yeah. a weird anniversary to like nobody else celebrates 35th anniversary, but Nintendo. Uh, then you have like that. Mario and Zelda. And then one more example I could give, though, is when Mario had its 35th anniversary and stuff, when we got that compilation of Super Mario All Stars, which, give or take, you know, it's like, yeah, I like the fact that they had three of their major 3D Mario games in one compilation, but even though that compilation was bare bones at best in regards yeah. to extra features or whatever. we Everybody bought that everybody for Mario bought Galaxy. That, even though they claimed it was going to be like you know, <laughs> like limited in regards to release. Yeah. You could still buy it at the store right now. Yeah. I see. I saw it on sale for $45 the other day. Um, I have two copies of that thing. I have a digital and a physical version. Um, you too. my, my physical version is still wrapped. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, um, but the wild two, it sounds like we'll probably at least get a name for that thing, which is exciting. I'm excited hope, for anyway. that. Yeah, I and that's kind of something I was thinking about was like they when they did do the one in June, I'm like, they really can't do the next big direct. I feel like until, like at this point, we're like, we just I think the big thing we want is Zelda stuff, like the Zelda we want Breath of the Wild news, yeah, and like another direct and like the last two directs they've had, they haven't really had a lot for us, uh, except they just announced delays. That's the last two directs they've had were to announce delays. So I know, right? What if they kind of? What yeah. if they do like another delay or something like that, and they just announce the name of the actual thing instead of saying Breath of the Wild, it's like Death of the Wild or like Legend of Zelda, blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah, tingles in this one maybe. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they, they do. Like, if even they delay it, I think we just need more than, like, the last Shrek, we had, like, seven seconds of gameplay and then a delay. Mm. Um, I think just give us the name at that point. Yeah. Uh, that will that will tie a lot of people. That will The theories just from the name alone and, like, the little bit of gameplay they probably give us will keep the if they do a delay will totally well that's all longer we're gonna we're gonna totally forget about the delay yeah, and talk about the the name and look at yeah it sucks not delayed but the name and but did you see that that here what could that mean like there's gonna be a 75 minute long game explain video breaking down every <laughs> single shot um <laughs> yes yeah, can guarantee it yeah so like if, if they do a delay game, which whatever games are delayed it's it sucks but it's what it's that's what that's what happens um you know like i said the metro prime remaster uh the snitch did uh give out a tease that it takes two is coming to switch um and something that's been going on lately is games have been getting rated that have been out for like on other consoles Uh have been getting rated in other countries for switch um i love them i did like a few of them not a lot i should say i've seen like about a half dozen um and typically when that happens that means there's a there's a direct coming soon, and those things will be announced at this direct. And kind of the the main one I did uh, that kind of stuck out was the Skyrim Anniversary Edition got rated for. Switch. I heard that. I actually did read that upon new rumors and stuff like that. And I had to let out a laugh because that that is so fucking typical. That's something I would have expected Bethesda to try to go for them to do. It's like, oh hey, it's another freaking edition of Skyrim on Switch. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a layer. I mean, they put out the uh, they had the Xbox and PlayStation, the next gen yes. ones they put out last year um, for the tenth anniversary. Yep, was that like, yeah, it was last year. Uh, which I, I remember talking about on the show last year, and I was talking. I have a lot of friends that like, and you you do too. It's all the same mutual friends here. Yeah, that um, I posted it on the, in our group, talking ship group. And I'm like, hey, anybody gonna buy this? Because I think it was like 30, 40 bucks. And I'm like, fuck no! I've bought these things like eight times. Like I have them on every console. I bought them on the original consoles they came on. I bought them yep. on the new consoles they count came on. Yep. I bought them on PC. Yep. And I'm not gonna buy them again for the new consoles. No. Uh, which good on them for you know making their stand. Uh, but uh, so that, that's pretty funny. But they were there's already a Skyrim anniversary or a Skyrim. Uh, edition on there so i'm curious what the fuck what 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 is this thing like it like at least when they did the anniversary thing last year it was like hey it's the next gen versions yeah what uh, the hell else just, would they add to this yeah it's like hey it, it's it's the switch edition but it's six years later so it runs slightly worse is that the plan um i don't know um <laughs> there's also the uh the, there's a, so this hasn't been a part of the, the rumors these are just things that um i've been reading and i've been finding uh, I've been going to some dark places the last few weeks on the internet. Okay. Um, I don't want to talk about them. I'm probably on some lists now, though, um, <laughs> to find out some shit. I was telling you about how hard it was to find some games for our uh, Fantasy Critic League. Yeah. Um, and I found a winner. I found Immortality. Okay. 92. 92 on, on Open Critic Cables. Wow, there you go. Second highest rated game of the year. I there found that go. fucking thing. It's a, I guess it's, not, it's actually a fairly decent... Like, the people, the guy made Her Story um, made this game, and it's... a uh, yeah, so it's on Game. It came out this week on Game Pass, but um, this is what this is the kind of shit I found. Um, I, I've I've found some places you can go to Gables, where if you want to know about some about leaks of uh, review scores eventually coming out, I found some people. Ah, I found some people. Now I, you just do some weird searches, but I found it. <laughs> um, so I got the heads up on the Saints Row thing. I'm like, 
Well, I'm deleting that fucker. So I deleted that fucker before the reviews came out. Uh, it's a little cheating. I'm not going to lie. A little bit of cheating on that one. Well, but hey, Gable, if you did the day. same thing. <laughs> what? No, it wasn't the same day. It was the day before. Um, but uh, no, if you, if you know, rolled reverse, I'd let you do the same thing. Um, so anyways, um, this is some of the shit I've been finding. So Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Now, this is something that's been out there. I did not find this one on the internet. I found right. another right. thing I found on the deep dives of the internet, on the dark webs, as they call it. Um, where the NFTs and crypto are sold. Uh, that So the Fire Emblem game allegedly has been in development mm-hmm. or has been done for over a year now. Uh, we know for a fact it's real because leaks of screenshots happened yep. uh, with Chinese, like uh, with a Chinese HUD. Yep. Um, so we know for a fact there's at least a Fire Emblem game in development right. of some sort. But allegedly, and this is from Emily Rogers, I think originally leaked this one. And Emily Rogers is probably the best in the business when it comes to insider stuff from Nintendo, um, she's been stating this game has been done for over a year. So do we maybe, maybe hear about, you know, Fire Emblem Warriors is out. Do we hear about that here? It's a possibility. Gables, you're the Fire Emblem guy. Where, where are you at on this one? It's a possibility when it comes to that. I mean, I've also read a lot of the rumors. I've seen the screenshots as well and definitely do take the, uh, and I do really take like the things like stated from Emily Rogers and stuff like that with like also like a grain of salt with everyone else. But she does have yeah. insider info in regards to Nintendo stuff. We've seen that multiple times. She has a good track record with that stuff. I know Jeff Grubb does have some good records in regards to what he's stated before. And also the snitch, mm-hmm. the snitch knew, honestly, in regards to my honest opinion over the past year from what I've noticed. But uh, when it comes to Emily Rogers and her things about fire emblem and stuff, yeah, it's like, yeah, I would believe from what I've seen that this is obviously a real thing that this is potentially true that Nintendo sitting on a fire emblem game, still developing some key aspects of it and stuff. But I could definitely see like a new fire emblem game possibly being announced inside of this type of September direct. You know, it's definitely not Elderum a possibility. They could make it to like an angle to where they announced in September, probably have it out like say in a early frame, like a January or February of 2023, you know, mm. possibly like late January. That's what I would potentially guess about it. But uh, yeah, I'm more interested in seeing the concept of the story itself and also if there's any other types of uh, new things added to this whole new fire emblem game because the whole thing that made three houses so fun is not only the characters being engaging and memorable but also that whole aspect of these three houses and stuff individual houses individual playthroughs different characters and stuff unless you're like me and stuff and do a complete playthrough and all of a sudden like go back to another path and just start recruiting the students that i had on my other team before except for the ones that are very close to leader of that said group and stuff. And it just start just recruiting everybody to where it's just like me, like with everyone else besides like four other people. <laughs> That's how I played fire Emblem three houses. But, uh, dude, I am fucking excited to seeing some more news about this. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that could be happening. Um, it, it, this is something I've been saying for a while now, you know, when we were talking about whether it be a direct in June, like, you know, in April and May. And I've been saying this. They had that direct, I think, back in February or January of this year. Right. Um, they kind of filled out the rest of the year um, at that point. Like, we like we, we knew pretty much all the stuff that was coming this year. 
Uh, a couple things were announced later, but and I was saying that going into June, where it's like the rest of this year is pretty full. We don't need to add any more things. Like we were having like two, like in June and July, we had two big Switch games come out in each month. Yep. Um, you know, we got like I said, we have one this month. We have two next month, and then one in November. And I'm like we said, there's probably one we're forgetting. Um, but we don't know anything about. We literally have nothing for next year, but Breath of the, like the Breath of the Wild sequel. That's all we have. Yep. So it makes sense to have this one here. It makes sense Fire Emblem possibly be there, uh, because we don't have like we're just in this weird spot. Like it almost feels like, and then like are they rushing to get all the stuff out of here, uh, and get the stuff out, and then before the new Switch, whatever it's gonna be called, comes out maybe into next year. This is like I'm not reporting that as like rumors I've been hearing, but like. Um, just hypotheticals here is like, is the, does that come out at the end of next year? Um, my guess was end of next year, uh, at the earliest, but I think it's going to be early 2024 to late 2024, but maybe they, maybe they're pushing it up or maybe that's just the plan they had. Uh, maybe they pushed Zelda back to make it a cross gen thing. Um, or maybe just maybe I'll give us walked away. I was totally setting up. For something and he walked away on me what a bitch what an asshole um man now i gotta stall for time um i don't know i just I, like i said i don't I, nintendo's so weird so fickle about things i just don't know like i i want I, mean, I just i don't want a new console as far as like different just make a more powerful switch make backwards compatible I just want these games and make it, you know, like I said, backwards compatible. Come out a good price. Just doesn't even need to be. It doesn't need 4K. Just give me. Make the games run at 60 frames per second. If you can do, if you have to do 30, that's fine. Well, you can put a new one out. Make it at least 60. Um, you know, that way in three years we're not right back in the same situation we're right now where everything runs at 20. Um, but yeah, I don't. know. I just like I said, it's just it, I. We've been flooded it feels like for a long time with with switch games and then i mean well like in 2019 it kind of felt like we hit a wall there and then obviously COVID hit and that made it worse um where you know 2020 was kind of a i mean animal crossing was fucking huge don't get me wrong like that blew it up but like as far as like good solid releases um we just didn't have a lot uh in 2020 uh 2021 was Okay, I feel like 2022 has been like a really good banger year for Nintendo, though. We've had a real, a really good, solid slate of games coming out throughout the year. Um, like there hasn't been like a big gap in between. It almost feels like a not on the scale of 2017 because 2017 obviously you had maybe two of the best games of that year with uh, well three of the best games of the year potentially for some people um, with Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, and Mario Plus Rabbids. Um, you know. I would argue that Mario Plus Rabbids is the best of those three, but I mean, whatever, call me crazy. Um, but I'm right. Um, and I feel like 2022 has been like a pretty solid, pretty solid year for them. Like this is not a, like if you're ranking years, I think 2022 is maybe the second best year of the Switch's life cycle. You know, that's pretty good. I have what? I mean, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, six years. That's pretty good. I've had a lot of good years, like 20, 21, pretty lean years, but like, 17, 18, 19, 22, been pretty awesome years for the for the console. And um, we're in this weird spot, too, where, like, all of after these 
we the 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 Zelda Wind Waker Twilight Princess ports come out like the big Wii U games, um, which I know they're GameCube games, but uh, or Wii games. If you look at Twilight Princess there, uh, when we played it on, um, you know, like we're out of the big Wii U ports, and that's kind of been the big thing. And that's something we've been talking about for a long time now. Is like when these things run out, what are they gonna do? And like they have definitely filled a lot of gaps in between. Um, you know, gaps of the new games, uh, and those aren't. I mean, are we going to GameCube games now? That's been some of the talk here. Is like they're going to kind of go bigger on GameCube remasters. I mean, we've seen Sunshine. Uh, there's the Metro Prime rumors, but it's like I saw someone make a a, a leaker make a joke uh, about F Zero, um, F Zero, um, which I don't know if that's going to be true. Maybe they add GameCube games. Uh, that is something I just thought about. That um, it was last September that they announced the 64 thing. So maybe do they, and then what, so I think it launched in like October or November of last year and you have to buy a year of expansion pack. So that would make sense to possibly, you would want to like, you want to repeat those people. Like they did this with, when they did, when they announced the original, the $20 tier, uh, in 20, was it 18? I think, um, they, right when the people bought a year and then right when that year was coming up, they announced this, uh, Super Nintendo, um, so maybe that's something they do. Is hey, that year's coming up here soon for people. We want to give them another reason to re up. Uh, the like the big sixty four games are pretty much out now. Like I mean, they're still adding one a month, but the big 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 ones um, are all pretty much out there. So it's like we need to give them another reason. So maybe did we start seeing some GameCube stuff um, coming? Is it GameCube added? I'm still holding out hope for the the Game Boy stuff. Primarily, just because I'm hoping that they bring that means there's a chance I can play Pokemon trading card game, because um, that's all I fucking want in the world from them at this point. Uh, other than Mario Plus Rabbits too, which we're getting soon, so that's awesome. Um, but I don't know. We're just uh, we're just what the hell is Gables pooping or something? What is going on over there? Uh, I'm running out of steam, guys. I can't believe I'm saying this. Over nine years, me talking and drinking and talking. Uh, I don't think I've ever been out of words to say um but yeah i think i might be out of words to say i want to talk about there's one more big thing i want to talk about with gables uh i'm trying to stall for time uh and he's just not here and i want to talk to gables about it i'm saving this information for gables i don't know if he's looked in the our google doc to see the information um i typed it in here but i don't know if he's seen it um but it's there I hope I hope he hasn't because I want to talk to him about it. Uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to you guys about it. I want to talk to you guys about it. Um, you know, fuck him, fuck him, kid. Love you, Gables. If he's listening to this later, um, apparently there is a new 2D Mario in development. This is from uh, a leaker that has been. I don't I don't know too much about his history, but from what uh, I've been finding on him, he's pretty accurate. Um, so apparently there is a new 2D Mario in development. It is. Fairly uh, is pretty far along in development. Uh, the new super part of the name is gone, so I have to find new. Ac- they're going to find a new name. Oh, here's Gables. We're going. We're, oh, he's he's going to come back. He's coming back. Gables is back. Everybody, let's not move. Oh, I must have missed something. <laughs> oh God, I was trying to hold still. I was trying to make it look like I freeze. Um. 
Oh God, Gables! I'm so glad you're back because I ran out of steam. <laughs> I was talking and talking and talking. I was rambling. I started talking about like Super Nintendo and oh, I don't know. It was fucking weird. Um, all right, so Gables, this is the big thing. I was literally setting it up. I did this whole long monologue, and I was I was going to lead into this, and then right as the words are coming out of my mouth to lead into this, you gave me the I'll be right back, and I'm like fuck. <laughs> so now I got to stall, uh, and I stalled, and then like you weren't back, so I had to stall for more. But Gables. Yes. What if I told you, in my dark web looking, there is a new 2D Mario in development? Hmm. And this is from a leaker. I can't remember his name, but he's pretty good from what I can find. I'm not, I don't know how great he is, but apparently he's had some big, big ones in the past. He was the one that originally leaked the Donkey Kong game being made by the Mario team, uh, hmm. which we don't know if, it's, if that's happening or not. Maybe that's, that's another thing we talk about later. Uh, but apparently from him, the new super part of the name is gone. Okay. So that's awesome. The art style has changed, which fucking right, doggy dog. Okay. Uh, it's pretty far along in development. It's got online multiplayer um, hmm. and could release as soon as the movie comes out next year, but could be as far out as next year as well. 2024, well, two years, 2024. It's not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, I would not dismiss it because yeah how successful say super mario maker 2 was for the switch how even that entire series of games and stuff kind of revitalized the whole 2d mario sort of aspect which games i'm sorry what'd you say i'm saying like mario maker 2 and stuff and like uh that was kind of a disappointment for them though wasn't it because it didn't sell as well as they'd hoped well, probably not like in that retrospect. And I think stuff, it was but like was, six million well, copies, which is like, pretty bad for Switch. But I was referring to was like the more like a motivation of like more traditional like two D Mario style of game gotcha. stuff that okay. has revitalized like a lot of that for people. I mean, hell, the last one we've generally had for that was like New Super Mario Brothers U, and that one was like that a, was a Wii U launch game. That wasn't was a it? Wii U launch game, yes. Yeah, and it also was ported onto mm-hmm. Switch. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they're coming out with a new 2D Mario, and it makes a hell of a lot of sense if this rumor turns out to be true, where it would align to possibly when the movie releases in theaters. I'm fascinated, though. I'm speculating, like, what exactly this type of new style of look is going to be. Yeah, it could be. It could be almost. I mean, it wouldn't be too drastic, deviated from that. It could be more cartoonish in terms of style and stuff than. What we begin? Just thought of what if it looks like the movie? What if it's got Charlie Day and Chris Pratt as the voice actors for it? Dude, it just pops in my head. Dude, people would. Hey yo, I'm Mario. Look at me. You got Luigi over there. Fucking. I don't don't know, guys. I don't don't know. I I just, I just imagine him with the the meme with him with the walls and the, the string and the yarn. Oh, um, Jesus Christ, dude! That would, that gives me like a fucking flashback of like fucking Street Fighter and like the goddamn like a cast of that movie and stuff, and that's out of a fighting game with Raul Julia and fucking Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. I'm PS1, just I'm, I'm picturing I'm picturing fucking Jack Black. Isn't he? he plays Bowser? Doesn't he? I think Jack Black does play Bowser in that movie. He just comes up and he just starts like uh, doing like fucking tenacious D shit. You know. Can't you see? He's the man. Let me hear you applaud. He is more than a man. He's a shiny golden god. You know, he starts doing shit like that. 
if you'd like to see him fucking rock and fucking roll, you fucking. I'm never anyway, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't oh see him saying gosh. fucking, but he, something like that, you know? Uh, sorry, I'm just I'm thinking about fucking uh, Pick a Destiny now. God, I haven't watched the movie well, so like long. I was though, it. in terms of, like, say, elaborating upon, like, a more cartoonish, like, type of art style, I mean. I'm looking at past 2D Mario games, right? I mean, we've had the original. We had the second one, which was basically, like, pretty much a lot. Most gamers know was a deviation, was, like, a, like, assets taken from, like, a previous game in Japan, Doki Doki Panic, inserted onto, like, with Mario characters in that regards. But uh, Marvelous 3, I can think of as it being, like, a puppet show or, like, a little, like, kind of, like, in that regards, you know, because when you... When that game first powers on and stuff, the curtain draws up and stuff, oh, and you yeah. see that. That's what it didn't take gamers until years to realize they structured it to look like a freaking puppet show, like you know, yeah. a little stage and all this other stuff and this and that. That's why. What if it's just yeah. Mario Brothers two. What's up? What if it's just Mario Brothers two? If it's just Mario Brothers two, I mean, yeah, that'd be that would be welcomed. I mean, let's think about it. Let's think about it. A lot of like the various enemies and like the various like styles of stages haven't been done in that type of style and stuff. And like over thirty, Mario's little hover jump. I mean, the closest you could in regards to say Mario two references or even close to like affiliations to some of that stuff is like from Super Mario three D World, you know, because some of the music was remixed in that. And then some yeah. of the plot, and some like of the monsters from that game made appearances. It's so good. That's that game is really weird too because it's like various enemies have appeared throughout other Mario games, like the shy guys and the birdos and stuff, and like freaking oh god, like those type of like uh, enemies have reappeared in other Mario games, but like certain the boss characters and especially like Wart and stuff, they never have reappeared again. But uh, I mean, you could take like more of a role of like say god some other like uh, 2d platformers have i mean hell it could be more of like a self-shaded sort of style it could be more of like uh, think about it a mario game that is sort of like a oh my god it wouldn't be kind of funny if it was like a, a 2.5d type of shit you know like uh i just thought of princess peach but like bayonetta style where it's like her dress is made of her hair oh god <laughs> I don't know if that's a style but yeah, when what you... if it's Rosalina? Oh God! You know that'd be kind of interesting too. You know, instead of Peach being like uh, the one in distress, you know, it's just Rosalina being kidnapped. No, like... I just mean about the hair with the dress thing. I'm going, I'm on that right now. Of course, of course. I know you're a Dixie Kong guy. But, uh, <laughs> I'm a Rosalina guy. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you that shirt. I'm a Dixie Kong guy. Oh Jesus! That's gotta be a shirt, right? Can I well, make that shirt? If it were Donkey Kong Country 2, possibly. But at the same time... <laughs> it's because she, she could play the guitar? Is that why? Well, that and when she has her little hair spin, it actually makes you go like quicker throughout those various stages as opposed to Diddy Kong. But, hey. Mm. She's wearing a swordfish. That's pretty hot. But, mm. yeah, man. I mean, I I would not be surprised if there was a 2D Mario game in development. Yeah, I just assume there's always one. I mean, it's obviously like the no-die. I assume there's always... Um, a 2D and 3D Mario game in development, but I don't know. I mean, and all these things sound plausible. Uh, you know, the new Mar- the new art style, the new uh, getting away from the the new name part of it. Um, that connotation. Just yeah, yeah. I just yeah, like 
I feel like, you know, I think the, uh, when that game came out for a launch for Wii U and just nobody cared a about the console and B about the game. Um, it just kind of showed that maybe we need to change some shit up. I think people were mm-hmm. done with those games far before Nintendo really, before the sales showed that people were done with those games. Yeah. Which sometimes it takes, sometimes it takes the next one for people to realize that they were sick of it when the last one came out. That's the thing. Um, Cause it started out in the DS in 2005. Then it, had the Wii version of it, which like New Super Mario Brothers and stuff, and then once yeah, the 3DS version, yeah. And at that point, you know, people were tired of like they wanted a 3D Mario game, right? And then all of a sudden, New Super Mario Brothers U was a launch title for the freaking Wii U, and people were kind of hesitant and even involving that. And that's before like like years later when like Super Mario Odyssey and stuff, and like. 3D World did come out on uh, Wii U and stuff, and people were happy with that. That was great. Oh, love that game. I, I need that mo- that game in my mouth. Um, what? Doesn't know. even make sense. Gable, Gable, well, Gables, you like Dixie Kong in a weird way, so I don't want to fucking hear from you. Okay. I'm making that. That is now that that is now part of our lore. I'm putting that in our Wikipedia. Uh, moving on, Gables. You sick fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, uh, lose, dude. <laughs> I really need to. Maybe I'm, 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 I'm. You know what? I just realized I did not eat. You want to know what I had for dinner tonight, Gables? No, what'd you have? Pint of ice cream. I just realized that. You fucking <laughs> ice cream for ice cream. dinner? I, I'm a 33 year old man and I ate a pint of ice cream for dinner. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm fucking weird. Oh, I'm going to die soon. All right. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> What is happening? This is what happens when you leave me alone for five minutes, Gables. Bad things. Bad things happen. This is on you. Mm. Uh, moving on. Some about Halo Infinite. Uh, yeah. Some about more bad things. Halo Infinite. Uh, so we got a uh, we got a roadmap, which I mean, called a map is you know, like a roadmap is pretty pretty disgusting. Rather, it's more like a straight line, but the line doesn't start for like nine more months. Um, so some more disappointments here. So they announced starting here. So they have a, a like a mini season starting November eighth, and it goes until March seventh, which is funny because that's a mini season, which is longer than most seasons. Yeah. In like things. Uh, most are like twelve weeks, and that's like four months. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they're doing it. It's, it's only thirty levels, but it's coming with that season starting November eighth. Is we get campaign co-op, we get the Forge beta, uh-huh. um, and uh, so all that stuff has been pushed back. It's coming now in, like I said, November. So uh, that was supposed to come out originally in August, the campaign co-op. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, that's now moving to November. There's that beta, the Forge beta, as I mentioned, uh, which originally was supposed to be a beta launch. Um, okay, so so the Forge beta was supposed to come out in September. I'm rereading this as I'm going here. Uh, the third season does not start until March 7th. Um, which is called Echoes Within. This game came out in November of 2020. And season three does not start until March 2023. Or sorry, 2021 it came out. So a year and a half later, we're finally getting season three. Um, they announced split screen co-op is no longer happening. They've canceled that. Uh, but the online co-op will be coming in November, like I said. Uh, they said they just couldn't make it work. Which, hey, what happens is not like whatever. But uh, they So there's like a whole 30 minute video talking about all this stuff here. So uh, in the uh, winter uh, development here, like I said, we have a 30-tier battle pass. 
the the co-op is coming. There's a Forge beta, which is the beta. The Forge is like where you create your own maps. There's some people that's in the early access stuff right now, and I guess some of the stuff in there is pretty incredible. Like people have like recreated like Doom levels and like mm-hmm. PT and like Andy's room from Toys R Us or Toys R Us. <laughs> Toys R Us. Fucking <laughs> Toy Story. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with me? Um, so Echoes Within is what the the, the third season will be called. Uh, that will have a normal hundred tier uh, battle pass, uh, new equipment, um, part, and also will have I believe four new level. No, wait, try to remember which one has four new. I'm rereading this here. Uh, yeah, so then the the third season will will have four new levels, and we'll have uh, two new uh, game modes. Uh, so yeah. That's kind of what we're looking at here, Gables. Um, there'll be no online matchmaking for co-op, for online co-op as well. So it can only be like people that you you have to like. You can't like randomize. You have to like. Okay. So yeah, you can you can just you can still friends, but like you can't just like join a random game. Okay. Um, so basically, don't expect anything from them. Um, outside of forge, and the, also with that with the the co-op online co-op coming. You can do like replay missions, and there'll be some new achievements and stuff like that, and a couple like maybe some new missions, like like the little side missions in the game, the campaign, um, that'll be there. But as far as like any new modes or any new uh, maps or anything like that, nothing coming until March of next year. Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy, they have really dropped the ball with this damn game. I mean, not a, yeah. some of this stuff is not intentional, obviously. I mean, some of this stuff was due in large part to the whole freaking COVID pandemic and stuff and the whole delays yeah. and everything else. But let us but let me just be honest with this. It's like ever since a Halo Infinite's release in 2021 and then the subsequent stuff that comes on the online stuff, a lot of this stuff has been bare bones. There have been people that have tried to play the game online and stuff and like, it feeling sort of lacking their whole promise of doing split screen co-op and then like the online co-op stuff. And now the split screen stuff being canceled because they can't work it out and this and that it feels like to me that they are really going to be moving on quick from this game. Once they finish off like a couple more seasons, if that, I, I just don't know if they can, because like the whole, the whole argument of this game was like, it's supposed to be like, it's called an infinite for a reason because it's supposed to be the platform for this generation. Yeah. It's supposed to just kind of add to it. Um, yeah. And I, it has not hit that type of moniker no. that they advertised at all. It feels like it's going to be like a game. That's probably going to last for another year until like they subsequently either have to scrap that and go into a new project or at this point, you know, like release whatever type of story content that they're going to be doing for this Halo Infinite, because I don't even think even that story content that they promised the single player has been even, like, given a concrete As, date yet. No, I mean, it's all been rumors. They haven't been officially announced any co-op, but it's all been rumors. Uh, but apparently that stuff is, like, early late 2023 at best, is what uh, some of the stuff I've been reading. Um, yeah, like, I mean, the way you look at it, though, is, like, would you rather put out like a game that plays badly but has a ton of content, or a game that plays awesome and has no content? Obviously, you pick the latter. Like, like well, you would think you want right? to be able, yeah. Um, like, it can a great great playing game can overcome this stuff. Um, we've seen that in the past, but the problem is 
too often people use that as like, hey, well, this happened, so therefore we can do that. Well, it's like, well, no. It's because they did it doesn't mean just because Rainbow Six Siege did it. It's because Destiny did it. It's because No Man's Sky did it. It's because like these half dozen games turned it around. But we forget about the 50 that didn't do it or the 100 that didn't do it or whatever. You like The problem is so often we point out the the 1 in 50 that do do it. Um, right. Right. And like it's still possible. Like Halo, like that game, we both put the campaign. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. We loved it. We both had it in our top 10 game of last year. Yeah. Uh, we both beat it. Just strictly the um, campaign. <laughs> yeah, I played a, I played a good chunk of the of the the multiplayer. I got really into it for like a solid like the pretty much for like 3 4 weeks there because okay. I mean, it was the end, it was December or it was November when it came out. Yeah, November. Uh, and I got into it and it was kind of like the last big game that came out that year. Um and I, I mean, I bought that first season. Uh but the the frustrating part about it was like I mean, like it, it's, it's, the online is free to play. Right. You don't have to have Game Pass for it. It's free to play. Um, but the the from what I can understand, and from like what I played of it at the time, was the, the obviously the, the whole XP the way that worked was fucking garbage. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it would take you forever just to get the one. I played it for a solid like eight or nine hours of multiplayer online, and I I think I got to like level four on a hundred. I mean, a hundred level battle pass, which mind you, that season lasted seven months, but still like the fact that I, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, I understand you want, you know, like you want people to spend money and stuff like that. I get it. But there's a, there's a balancing. And they did say that they're going to, they're doing some XP betas going on right now where like they're trying to find a way to, they've done changes over time with it, but they tried to like, just, just, there's a, there's a, there's a, you call of duty created it the way you give out XP and obviously there's been tweaks and changes since then we've gone from there, but the formula itself still works pretty goddamn well. Just keep doing that. It's okay to copy things that work really well. Yeah. Um, and there's a reason why we do, we copy it. Uh, but, uh, you know, and like the halo gameplay is really great. Like there's a big reason why, like you look at Bungie, like destiny two, a lot of that gameplay is a lot of like what Halo was. Yep. It's like they just kind of built upon Halo. And you know what? Good fucking on them because that gameplay was amazing. It's uh, amazing. <laughs> yes, it still is. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I, I liked, like I said, I liked it, but the big frustrating part was like the, the grind of the levels and then also just a ton of microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the way, like, and just the things you buy are just kind of lame. It's like, oh, like, and you got to buy everything piecemeal. I was like, hey, here's a shoulder pad. Um, well, fuck off. I don't want just the, sh- I want the whole fucking thing. I don't want to just buy it. But anyways, uh, I think there's, so there's a lot of frustration there. Um, I hate when people post about a game and say dead game. Cause I hate that. Cause like every online game goes like the big games have lulls. We, you Gables, you went through that with destiny too Absolutely. for a long time. Yep. There's lull. And I kept seeing comments over and over again. Dead game, dead game, dead game. The new expansion came out. Everybody loved it. That game is booming again. We just had the big uh, event last week. Yes, for Lightfall. For it, yes. it's booming some more. Yeah, for Light, it was Lightfall. Yes, it was, was Lightfall. Yes. I keep, I keep want to say Lightyear because it, the, the logo is literally the exact same as the Buzz Lightyear movie. <laughs> um, I mean, it's not even. It's like they. I feel like Disney should sue. I'm not even kidding. That's it's gimmick infringement for sure. Um, yeah, I, I just can't believe it that. I don't know if I want to blame three four three. I just feel like it's one of those cases where it's like 
Xbox failed them. Or it's like how you can't fuck up Halo. And they made a great game. The game plays That's great. That's the thing. The single like player campaign is a fantastic experience, but the live service free to play game it's like multiplayer itself you know has a good foundation but at the same time they failed to hit on some of the basic cues that other free-to-play games Content. have fortnite like you play has that type of oh, balance to where you want to keep on continuously playing and also go through and buy season passes for it because at the core you enjoy what you want to play and you enjoy getting into those situations where hey i want to play as john wick giving the kamehameha to some dude across the map that looks like any other joke fucking right and yeah, you have that freedom to do so. Whereas in Halo Infinite, even though you can play what traditional Halo multiplayer you have and stuff, you could still like have fun doing that and stuff. But yeah, at the same time, there really isn't anything more to it other than like say maybe a casual level increase, maybe some XP or maybe some supposed armor you could go for that maybe looks a little bit shinier than your last piece of armor. But yeah, there's nothing really enticing to keep you more long term other than hey, it's more Halo. I'm gonna play some more Halo. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you made a great point about bringing up Fortnite, one of the greatest games of all time. Gables, you should play. Um, I don't know if I've told you it before, uh, but I mean, like, yeah, like they just did like a Dragon Ball Z event for two weeks, yep. and it's gone, and it was fucking awesome. Like, I would love it if that just stuck around. Like, just go around. Come, come, come on, come on, hiya, come, come here, Let's just go with a Kai blast, and there you go. Sure, thank you, thank you. Don't uh, thank you for not letting me drown there, cables. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, just doing that was awesome. They just had the the daily bugle from Spider Man was just in them on the map for a few months. Indiana Jones's uh, like temples were there for the season, and then it's gonna be gone. Like the Dragon Ball thing is just gone. There's a Destiny event going on right now that's only going on for a few weeks, uh, and then apparently there's gonna be a Spider Verse thing uh, coming up next month from the leaks. Like they just do cool shit and it's gone in a couple weeks. Um, obviously, Fortnite's got a lot more, you know, a lot more years built on it as far as a service. And yeah, they can it just is. Kind of, they a lot more. They can just kind of do whatever they want with that thing. Halo's a little more grounded, but yeah, Xbox, you just can't fuck up Halo, and they've just been fucking up Halo since three. Um, and like I, they finally hailed, they nailed the gameplay. They nailed it. Like I said, the most important part. But now it's the point now where it's like. You guys got and like they had they I don't I don't think they bought I can't remember if they bought this studio or not I can't remember the name of it but there's a studio that's like that's like been like a a side studio that's been like helping them with like um I can't remember the name of it but uh helping them with like they're like a side studio that's been helping them with like with maps and the content yeah for a long time now and they basically are just now working for Microsoft and Xbox full time helping out um with with fixing Halo and I said I don't know if I blame the developers per se i hate when people get mad at developers and call them lazy and shit like that like i'm not gonna blame them. i feel like this is like um one of those cases like i said gables like they announced in 2018 that this thing was coming day one with a new xbox yep obviously it didn't happen no and then they delayed it a year and then the game came out a year later and they said hey all the shit that we said was gonna be here at launch the camping co-op for, uh and forge that's actually gonna be delayed for a few months and now it's a year later it's coming out um, to me, that's a point now where maybe it's a development issue, but they also like this coming two years after you said it was supposed to come. That sounds like maybe Xbox puts you in a bad spot. Um, you know, the, the head, the head's there. Like we, I love uncle Phil. Maybe, maybe this one's on him. Maybe we should be taking the L on this one. Uh, 
yeah, I, don't, I, I just don't see it. Like, I mean, like I said, the developers could easily fall with the bag on this one too. But yeah, I just, I just don't, I can't believe, like, it's not Sonic levels of bad, of like fucking up your mascot, but it's still pretty bad. Exactly, to where Halo in and of itself, it, the, that brand itself is now lower in terms of like prestige after Halo Infinite's release, despite it having a good, if not great, campaign. And how fun that was to go forth, even though, yeah, you know, exploring all this other stuff like open world esque and stuff, and having a grapple hook that was super fun to go forth and experiment oh, with. Damn. But yeah, if the Halo brand could be bigger if they had planned out a lot of their updates and a lot of their features, you know, without having to tout it like and then all of a sudden delay it like months, if not half a year at a time. Yeah. Well, one last thing before we move on here is uh, it, there's a chance they, they said that when the season three starts in March, that that starts their whole, you know, 12 weeks right. seasons and they, then they'll be on a normal track, which that's awesome. And and they can easily they put out a couple good banger seasons and they're good. They'll be, they'll be golden. They'll be fine. Um, and they can just keep up with the content from there. Like I said, they have, they have, they have a whole other studio helping them with content. Um but it's hard to believe them because season two turned into a seventh. It took them seven months to go from one to two when it was only supposed to be three months. Mm-hmm. And then the shit that was supposed to be in season two got delayed a whole year. Wow. I'm talking about Forge and co-op. So it's hard to believe because every time they announce something, three months later they announce they're delaying it. So I don't know. Um, but we got to move on yeah. here, Gables. Um, I'll save the other new stuff for next week. Not a lot of big stuff. Okay. Um but let's move on to uh, what we've been playing, Gables. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go first, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, give me a second here so I can do a time code before I forget. Uh, I've been playing more of that Midnight Fight Express mm-hmm. I've been talking about. Um, I, I, I I was like, I think I was like level eight last week when I played it, uh-huh. when I talked about it. Um, it's that like, it's on Game Pass. Uh, it's that, you know, if people remember, it's a top down, kind of like, fight on beat em up game and i loved it and i still like it a lot uh i'm on like level 19 i think um but i'm definitely kind of hitting the like i'm like it's like two and a half hours three hours in now at this point uh i feel like i'm definitely starting to hit that like like it's a re- the, everything about this game is great it's just not a game that you want to play a ton of it's not like i don't know it's like shredder's revenge okay. i love that game I beat that game in like two hours. If it was a five hour game, I would not if to beat the main story. That is like, I know there's a lot of replay value of that game, but if it was a five hour long, you know, campaign of levels, um, I would not have liked it as much. And I kind of feel that way about this one. There are 41 levels in this game. I am 19. And each level is, you know, about five, six minutes. So it's not super duper long. And I, man, like I, when you fucking get into a groove and you start fucking dudes up, mm-hmm. uh, it is, if they made John Wick the video game, this is exactly what I want to be. Like make, have this guy make that game, but just have him make it half the length <laughs> because, uh, I, like I said, I love it a lot. Um, I just don't know if it's for me as far as like, it's like a five, six hour game. If this was like a three to four hour game, which I know is kind of ridiculous to say, I think I would like it a whole lot more. Um, but Gables, there's one other game I've been playing. Okay. 
I don't know if you know this game. Listen. Oh, boy. But I bought a game this week. <laughs> okay, okay. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. Do you already know what I'm going to say? Yeah, I kind of have a good feeling. Did you did you know this before the hand, before I said that? Or are you just not figuring it out? I'll be perfectly honest with you. I kind of gathered two and two that you probably would have bought this game regardless here. And I'm going to give it a guess right now. You bought The Last of Us, didn't you? You're goddamn right about yes, fucking Last of Us cables. I bought Last of Us. It is so goddamn good. <laughs> it's so good. Why did I doubt this game? I didn't I didn't doubt the game. I just okay. I got I got I got some talking. I got some backtracking I gotta Alrighty. do here, Gables. Um I talked a lot. I didn't I don't want to say I talked a lot of shit. But Last year when they, when the rumors came on this one, I was pretty upset about this. Upset about the fact that Naughty Dog was making it. No other reason. Um, find out some rumors, find out some shit later on. Uh, so I was like, okay, it makes sense because they're like in a weird like in-between project thing right now. A lot of developers sitting around on their hands not all to do. Give them this game work on. Boom, done. Whatever. Um, we talked about this a lot when they, at Summer Game Fest. Like, does this game need to happen? Obviously not. Obviously not. Like, do we need a remake of a game from nine years ago that was remastered eight years ago? No. Do we get the, but I said this, do I get the business sense of it? Of course. The the movie's coming out soon. They're going to trip. So they've not only released the game on PS3, mm-hmm. re-released it on PS4, yep. remaked it for right now. Yeah. And then when that movie comes, when the show starts next year, they're going to quadruple dip on this fucking game. Like they're going to, they want the Witcher 3 effect. Or Witcher 3, the second best selling year ever for that game was seven years after that game released when Witcher 1, the Witcher Season 1 came out. Right. Um, so they, they've seen that and they want to do that. I get it. Um, it's smart. $70 price point. It's hard to pay. It's hard to rough. But Gables, what if I told you I bought the, the deluxe edition that was $80? How would that make you feel? Because that goddamn did it. I don't know how it makes. I don't. I don't even know about that one. I don't even know what they. Why I asked the question? But I did that. I, I paid eight bucks for this game. Okay. Um, I did it. Um, <laughs> so what's different about this edition as opposed to like the regular thing? It looks amazing. It looks gorgeous. Um, I mean, that's. I mean, look. This is exactly what you think it is. Yep. It is a PS like uh, built from the ground up graphically ps5 game Mm -hmm. that's exactly what it looks gorgeous it is amazing this is i mean i've talked about this last of us part one is perhaps top three at worst probably top five favorite game of all time for me um and part two is probably number two on that list maybe number one it's a discussion i have with myself at a later day um so yeah i like i can i understand why people, I don't say, okay, at this point now, I'm like, thinking about it, obviously, you know, I'm a fan of these games, so you can take that with the grain of salt right, as well. Right, right. Uh, this game is, give me one of the best games of all time. Yeah, as a gameplay, I mean, what sucks is like, I, I would rather the gameplay be Last of Us Part 2, because I thought that gameplay was le- legitimately fantastic, where you can talk about Last of Us Part 1, even at the time when it came out, wasn't great, but it was still, it was still really good. It's uncharted gameplay. Which isn't wasn't great at the time, but it was very good. And uh, you know, after playing Uncharted Four and Last of Us Part Two, it's a step back. Right. It's still, right. It's still good. It's still fine. Like I could still like game. Like they took the Gears of War style, which I could play Gears of War One now. 
and still have a good time with it. Well, Not yes. a great time. Not as great of a time at the time, but it's still a good time with it. And it kind of holds up in that way. Um, I see a lot of people mad about the reviews. I don't fully understand that one. Uh, honestly, I, I and again, uh, I can't really under, fully understand some of the reviews too, because it's like, it's odd. It's odd because it's like, there are some reviews that I've read, like say on open critic and stuff like that to where the way they like go forth and post some of the critiques and stuff, it makes it feel like it's going to be an actual lower score than it is. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, eight out of 10, nine out of 10, you know, there's just some, there's even some like parallels, not like parallels, but like there was even like some like YouTubers I've watched videos of giving like reviews and like regards to the last of us remaster stuff on the PS five and stuff. And it's kind of this quintessentially the same thing to where it's like, they love the overall experience. I mean, they love the last of us and stuff, but yet, They've said the same things like what you're telling me right now, and it's still like it's still something that they feel like is a highly good quality game. Yeah, well, I mean, I think this is a very maybe one of the weirdest reviews of like a big game that I can remember. Yeah. Um, because the problem is is like how do you review this game? Because like I think I was thinking about this, this is kind of the idea of my the analogy I kinda of had in my head is like we replayed we replayed Mass Effect one and two last year. Well, yes, we still love those games. Um, but if you were to, if I were to view Mass Effect one back in the day, mm-hmm. Mass Effect one and two, yeah, I probably would have gave one a nine a nine point five out of ten, and then two probably a ten out. Of, I would have gave two out of ten out of ten. If I were like if I were reviewed Mass Effect one last year with what we had there, it looks gorgeous. Same as that gameplay. Probably would have been an 8 out of 10. Mass Effect 2 probably would have been a 9 out of 10. Like, yeah, the game is still, it's still what you love. It's still a game that is fantastic, but the gameplay is a little dated. And you've been there, done that. Well, yeah, um, yeah. And I kind of feel the same way. Like, how do you review a game that the PS4 version is a 95 rating and the PS3 version, I think is a 94 rating or something like that on Metacritic. Um, they're one point difference, I believe. Uh, how do you review that game eight years later? Do you review it on the merit of the quality of the remake? Do you review it on the quality of the game itself? Cause you review it on the quality of the game itself. I think it's an 88 on open critic. Mm-hmm. I still think trying to become unbiased here. It's still one of the greatest stories ever told in gaming. Like Gables, you love that game back in 2013 as well. I love um, the story of that Jake game, did... but the controls yeah. and the clunkiness of some of the frustrations I felt and stuff. I mean, yeah, that... I mean, yes. In regards to, like, Last of Us, even when it released on the PS3, I even told you and stuff. It's like, I did love the story, and there were some aspects of that game I really did enjoy. And I thought that it was a fantastic game for that year and stuff. But I also did have frustrations on my own quibs and everything else like that too. And that was because of the control style of the thing being frustrating and also chunky in some portions and stuff because of how, you know, it was a PS3 game and there was some other stuff that weren't as refined as refined and stuff, say compared to say the last of us part two, even though I never finished that game, I really enjoyed the combat. I really enjoyed the tailoring of like the weapon upgrades, the dodge mechanics, the accessibility aspects of it. And one thing I can say about this remastered collection stuff that I really do enjoy is the even further elaboration upon some of the accessibility stuff because you you can technically turn on God mode and have invisibility stuff. You could 
go yeah. forth and adjust things based upon hearing or eye vision and stuff like that. I mean, that's something I would have expected like Naughty Dog to do with this one compared to what they even like even compared to what they did in Last of Us Part Two. I mean, I like that option because that's different yeah. in regards to the original release, and I feel that adds a bit more to the credent, you know, the credence of hey, this is definitely the definitive version you should be playing. The major thing I have in regards to this is that we've already had a remastered on the PS4, and it's openly available yeah. on the PlayStation 5 storefront. I mean, you can technically rebuy this PS4 game for, like, what, $20 or something like that on the PS4, give or take, and then also includes all the content that uh, this one does have, barring, obviously, the graphical updates, barring, like, the accessibility ads on stuff. Yeah. I'm not sure about the online stuff. I'm not, I forget if the... Re- Factions is not a part of the game, okay. though. Okay, I... Can't remember whether the faction stuff was part of the remaster yeah. on PS4. Oh, the, I'm sorry. That is part of the remaster. It is not part of the remake. Okay. And that's the one gripe I will give people for sure. Right. Is like, that does suck. That's part of like, I get the pricing. I'm not going to argue the pricing. Like, yeah, I don't think this should be a $70, $80 game, whatever you want to call it. Uh, like games, I like for me, like when I hear people like talk about like their gripes or things, I totally get it. I think it's like definitely like, more so if like you are someone that's already played these games, mm-hmm. like it is definitely like if you want to play this game again, here is the best way to play this game. If you are someone that's never played this game, here's the best way to play this game. And you're right, it is on that you can play this game readily. And if you have PS Plus, you can play that game for free with PS Absolutely. Plus. It's a part of the PlayStation Plus collection. Um, so I understand that. So if people want that, but they want a better version of that, a better looking version of that. I mean, here that they is. have the option to so, do so, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's awesome. And, like, kind of the way I was thinking about this was, like, yeah, I was talking about, like, the Mass Effect collection, like, the whole Mass Effect thing, where it's like, I would rate those games lower now than I did then just because of overall time. So I feel like an 88 for one of the greatest stories I've ever made in video game history, I don't think that's terrible. And the gameplay, yeah, like, I, I at the time was not the best of all time. I still think it's fine today. It's still good. It doesn't hinder the, the experience of the game. Um, so I don't think an 88 is egregious. Um, I heard a lot of people like, why is it lower than what it was eight, nine years ago? I'm like, well, you got to remember this, you know, like hmm. I, I agree with, I, I actually, I think an 88 is a fair number for this game. Um, but I do think it's like, yeah, like I said, do you rate this game on the merit of the quality of the remake? Or do you rate this game on the merit of what it is today? Uh, and I, I feel like the quality of the remake, as far as like what they did with the game from like a, Look style is amazing. It's fantastic. Um, and I, I think too often people point, point at Resident Evil and Final, Final Fantasy VII where Capcom does not call those remakes. They call them reimaginings of the Resident Evil games. Right, right. Remake Final, Final Fantasy VII Remake is not called remake because it's remaking Seven. It is remaking the story of Seven. Right. To play on words. Um, so I, I, that's, that's kind of the idea I have here. And it's like, also like, we talked about the Nintendo earlier. The Nintendo, Jesus Christ, for my uh, mom. Um, that we're talking about Nintendo Switch earlier. That thing is riddled with Wii U games, and we yep. bought them, and we love them, and we bought them anyways, even though they're they are the same price or more expensive well, yes, than what they course. were on the Wii U. Miitopia was a thirty dollars three DS game, and they ported it to the Switch for sixty dollars. Yes, it did. We're gonna buy. They're gonna announce in a week and a half the Wind Waker Twilight Princess ports that are. The remasters 
from the GameCube mm -hmm. that were on the Wii U are being ported to the Switch. And we're all going to probably buy them again. For, and I'm not even talking shit. I'm not even complaining. Because I'm probably going to do it too. And that's okay. I just think it's, a, it's definitely one of those things that fandom. It's like when people bitch about like, oh, Madden, it's the same game every year. Or NBA 2K, it's the same game every year. But you know what? People love those games and they're excited well, about yeah, it. And if you don't want to buy them, you don't have to buy them. are excited about those games and stuff. I understand that even when it comes like to say with Madden and stuff or NBA 2K and stuff, there are going to be certain features lacking. But yet there's still going to be that dedicated fan base that will buy them year after year no matter what. I do understand that. And that's the kind of case here with, like, say, The Last of Us here for PS5 to where it's, like, it's a game kind of similar to how, say, Nintendo re, re goes through and re-releases games and stuff. It's a fantastic game. The story in and of itself, I feel, is hyper-fantastic, and people will go forth and buy it. But I will state, you know, it's, like, for $70, if you've already played it before, I mean, you could always wait for a sale, I mean, hell, this yeah. is the perfect game to wait for, like, it dropping down to $40 oh, and pick it up like yeah. that. I mean... Black Friday, 50 bucks, exactly. 40 bucks. buy mean, it then, yeah. For a game you've probably mostly have already played before, unless you're, like, say, getting in your, like, uh, early adult years now, being, like, 18 or 19, then you have a PS5, then by all means, go all in and just buy this game if it goes on sale or if it's... You don't... if Or if you feel justified to spending over $70 for it, I mean, hell, more power to you. But yet, for some of us gamers and stuff that have played this game before, that still own the remake of the PS4 version and stuff, and they see this and stuff, if I truly wanted this definitive edition and stuff, I would just wait for a sale. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I yeah, I completely agree with you. The, like, I will admit, the only reason I bought it now is just because there's nothing coming out for me until mid-October. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's justifiable for so you, it's, Tyler. It's more, it's more of a timing thing than anything. Like, I would have bought this eventually regardless, but like, yeah, like I, like I even said this a while ago when they first, when they originally announced the summer game pass. It's like, I'll just wait for when it's 40, 50 bucks. And then I'm looking at the release calendar here and I'm like, Oh fuck. Like there's nothing I want to play until like plague's tale, which oddly <laughs> enough is a last of a style game. Uh, that's coming out October 18th. So I'm like, I got fuck all. I got Madden and nothing until for two months. I'm That's like, true. Fuck I it. mean, I got... you do have an open, so, you do have an open frame and stuff to where you can go through and just have something fill that void up until a plague's tale. Whereas the opposite of that is with me. It's like Splatoon three is next week, you know, on that Friday, yeah. I want to play that. And then yeah, later, and I chose to play a good game and you're not, That's fine. <laughs> okay. And I love it. I like Splatoon three. I'm fucking with people. Uh, no, I'm just talking shit, but uh, no. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with what anybody's saying. Not anybody. There's a lot of people being shitty. I'm not, I just, I, but like people that are arguing in good in good conscience and good faith, I understand everybody the price point. But it's kind of like the thing like, and it's shitty. I'm not defending it, but it's we talk about the price point. It's kind of the thing I said about when they talk about we talk about PlayStation raising the prices uh, all around the world everywhere but here. Like they did it in all the places they're dominating in. You want to know why? Because they're just gonna they're just gonna pay for the extra fifty bucks or whatever the fifty euro or the extra ten percent whatever it's gonna be. Because they just know people are going to buy it because they kick ass over there. They kick uh, Xbox's ass over there. And they know, like, do I buy the Xbox or do I spend the extra 10% or whatever it is and just buy the PlayStation that I've been trying to get for two years now? And they're going to just spend the extra 10% and they're going to move on. That's what's going to happen. Or they could just do yeah, whatever they kind of feel like where it's like, oh, okay, I'll just save my money, get a 
Series X or S or something like that and buy first-party games on Steam for a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, but then you got to wait two years to play them on there. Yeah, that's so. true, too. You know, I mean, hell. God of War's coming in November, so. Yep. So, God, God of War's coming in November, Gables. <laughs> you got a Gables, couple months. Key, key. Two more months, Gables. Two more months. But, Gables, you know, that took up a lot of time there. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, tell, tell me what you've been playing, buddy. All right. Like I stated before on the beginning portion of the show, I played more of Destiny 2, and I've actually finished up the Witch Queen expansion. And by doing so, I had one of my friends join me. And the thing about this expansion, what's interesting is, to start off of it, it follows off the remnants of Sabathun. And Sabathun, for those that are kind of familiar with the Destiny 2 lore and stuff. She's a part of the Hive alongside like a couple of her other siblings. I mean, the Hive, basically their lore story is they followed the ideals of a bunch of like uh, worms or something. I'm just kind of paraphrasing this. There's like a couple of different si- siblings, like with uh, Oryx and another sister and stuff like that, along with Sabathun and stuff. They basically, their entire race is ba- has like, uh, goes down this sort of like this evil path and stuff's, just trying to find like a savior or something for their race. And they find these worms and all this other stuff, these specific type of worms that uh, eventually turned them into the hive. Now this whole story in regards to the whole witch queen is fascinating to me because you learn more or less the origins of the hive itself, but also like a lot of the influence behind what made the decisions of how the hive became what they became in general and stuff and there's a little bit more and it kind of does lead into the whole rip like the the whole revealing of say the lightfall trailer and this and that you know but i will say the content in regards to the witch queen expansion is highly good it's actually fairly high quality the amount of length is actually a good solid like say two and a half hours sort of like story mode obviously there's more content than that in regards to the whole like online passes, the whole online uh, stories as well, you know, in terms of like some of the season passes, they kind of spoon feed you certain bits of like uh, a continuous story leading up to the release of like the next expansion. So, for example, with like uh, Wrath of the Witch Queen here, not Witch Queen, but just like Witch Queen in general. You have this introductory thing where you're going through, you're fighting Sabathun, and I gotta admit, man, fighting like Sabathun, that final boss battle and stuff, where she's like, and I'm gonna be going a little bit of spoiler stuff, where it's like, she has these different type of like projectile, like freaking like images of herself, like as decoys and stuff, and you're going this whole like battlefield sort of esque type of navigation that you have to go through all these like specific portals and doing this other shit, you know. A lot of the levels and the music throughout this expansion, I mean, this was highly creative. I really liked. How much work Bungie put into creating the Hive world or just just have the old artistry thing kind of sort of like a gothic sort of look. I love that aspect of it. And I also did like a whole back and forth banter between like uh, one of the the Hive like uh, ghosts and stuff like that along with, like, some of your characters and stuff, because this whole story really much focuses around the core characters, say, like, Ikor Ray and stuff like that, your guardian and stuff, your ghost, and, like, another, like, a character, that little hive ghost and stuff, learning more so about Sabathun and what she's eventually going to try to plan to do in this and that. But, like I was stating, you know, the mission structures and, like, how you go through and advance certain, like, boss battles or certain, like, fights and then some of the strikes good high quality i'm really impressed and i understand a little bit more why that reviewers gave this 
expansion like eights, nines. It definitely feels like one of the best expansions that Destiny Two has had. I eighty eight of eighty eight and open credit. Exactly. Deals. I actually enjoyed this a bit more than I did like uh, for Beyond Beyond Light when that came out and stuff around 2020. And then I, I enjoyed the hell out of that. I actually replayed that thing with like all three of my guardians and stuff like that. This one has that potential, but I do like not just the story missions, not just like the aspects of it, but like there's this ongoing, ongoing thing now for my season pass stuff where like you deal with this one merchant called spider and stuff like that. And you have to do those different, like these plundering and like these treasures, like pirate theme really. So you're like, you're plundering treasure, like the space pirate things and this and that. It's just kind of like a loose thing. I'm paraphrasing at the moment, but yet it's highly enjoyable. You get to go through different, different types of bounties and like try to earn these different types of like uh, gear and stuff. I have only dabbled a little bit inside of that whole online stuff. I'm probably going to play a little bit more tomorrow night with some of my friends, but uh as far as like some of the weapons that I've gathered throughout this stuff, really fun. I mean, the glaive in and of itself, I love that fucking thing because it acts sort of like a superpower like gun, and then all of a sudden you can just do stab and like slash attacks of the damn thing, and it feels really fluid. It doesn't feel fairly gimmicky or anything. But yeah, a lot of the subtle changes, the quality of life changes in regards to how you level up your guarding, how you do like certain attacks how you can actually use guns to a specific time and like build up like uh, this, this little meter and stuff. And then you have these different types of like elements that you can add to your glaive or add to other weapons that you create in this stuff. Top notch really enjoyed that. And you know what? The witch, witch queen is definitely worth that investment. It was on sale on PSN not too long ago. It was like maybe 25 bucks or something. That one, that was fucking worth it. I am so glad I finally got back to it and finished it up. The whole story aspect, like I said before, it was like maybe about a couple hours. It's not really too like intense. It doesn't drag out like say over a span of like four or five hours, like some expansions in the past have. But definitely if you're a Destiny 2 fan, you have not invested inside of Witch Queen yet, definitely get on that before Lightfall comes out in like uh, early 2023. This is going to give you a whole good like a whole nother setup because leading up to the second part of this expansion trilogy but the other game that i did play i did play a little bit more of xenoblade chronicles 3 and i have to say i really enjoy the music of this game especially when i do my little pause menus or like i'm going through editing characters like uh gear or if i'm like switching like different character like uh yeah, like certain character gears or something like that or learning a little bit more about the tutorial stuff. The music that plays is that sort of like a soft piano sort of like play in that regards. I would highly recommend, Tyler, that you give it like maybe like a little bit of a listen to, like some of the pause menu stuff. It's really soothing. It's really right, soothing. And when you do have it, when you're like you're saving your game or something, you're just making adjustments and stuff, it actually feels it feels so soothing to the point where it's like, I just want to have that pause menu on the background while I'm going through and like uh, doing other stuff because it is pretty fun. <laughs> it is pretty nice, but I'm at that point inside of Xenoblade Chronicles three, where I finally have my group of six together and we are in the midst of deciding we got to go to a specific area or some that's like right where this giant sword in the ground and stuff like that is in the distance. And we have to go there 
But in order to get there, we have to navigate throughout this whole expansive sort of like map, this overworld map, facing up against all these random like uh, enemies and stuff. Some of them are more powerful than you are. Some of them are like incredibly weak or something. But I am really enjoying the freaking gameplay of it. I'm really enjoying how you can go and have certain party members focus upon just like specific attacks or how you can focus them, like lead everyone up to your like uh, position and stuff. So that way we can group up on some other groups of enemies and stuff. And I quite honestly, this is the type of game where I can just sit back and grind and stuff and not really feel like bored or anything with it because I'm really enjoying the gameplay aspect of it. But uh, I do notice that in terms of, like, say if you're facing off against a more powerful enemy and stuff, the music changes, and it sort of becomes a little bit more serious in tone and stuff like that. And I've had it a few times to where I've nearly died a couple times because of uh, I've gone in with my party and stuff. We've done our thing and stuff, but it starts sticking out a couple of my party members. I'm like, oh, shit, I need to get this going. I need to get this going. And I finally win and stuff, and all my other party members revive after that. I'm like, oh, God, I need to level up. And... Uh, in terms of story mission wise, I've I completed like a couple of different ones, but uh, I've learned how to create certain items based upon the specific type of machine that I have to go forth and recharge based upon certain fuel cells. I've gone like and uh, met up with another type of traveling merchant or something where I can buy like certain equipment, and then I have to bring them like this specific type of like item and stuff in order for me to, like to sell to them and stuff so I can get more cash and stuff. It just slowly is introducing certain mechanics and certain, like, basic JRPG stuff one at a time and stuff. But, and although, I'm, I've am i spent, like, a good solid six and a half hours playing this game. And quite honestly, it's enough to warrant that, yeah, this is definitely worth me diving some more time into. Granted, this is one of those 100-plus-hour RPGs, and I know I'm probably not going to be done with this game anytime soon. So it's one of those games where I'm going to be enjoying on the side where I'm playing other games, you know? Because it's like, I'll nail a couple hours here. If I really get into it, maybe a couple more hours the following day. It's a slow burn. It kind of feels like what I did with, like, say, Persona 5 Royal and also Three Houses. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. Well, very cool, Gables. Um, well, I think that might wrap it up for us this week, guys. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you like this, please like, like I said, top of the show, like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends. Really would appreciate it. Um, yeah, but until next time, I'm Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, have yourself a fun week and play some video games. Thank you, Gables. Yep. See you, sweet. See you, sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>